your business to succeed? Technology can take you there. Let's throw open the IT closet door and explore how technology can impact your goals. Join us on Business Plus Tech Equals Success with your host, VP of Sales and Marketing of Cinetech Solutions, Nancy, Nancy Henriquez. This episode is brought to you by Cinetech Solutions. Hello, hello there, my favorite people. Thank you for joining me, your host, Nancy Henriquez, on another episode of Business Plus Tech Equals Success, where we talk about all things tech and business and how together they bring success. So I am pretty excited about my guest today because I have been inundated, inundated in questionnaires about none other than cybersecurity insurance. So my guest today is Jeremy. I don't want to chop up your last name, so I'm going to let you say that. And Jeremy, welcome to the show and let the world know about you. Thanks. So yeah, no worries on the last name there. It is a mouthful. My name is Jeremy Vorhire. I always make the terrible joke that it's like you want to hire me. I'm for hire. Um, I am with Trademark Insurance Agency, uh, specifically our Property and Casualty Division. I've been with this agency for uh, going on three years now, and I think seven or eight total in the industry, originally as an adjuster before moving to uh, the agent side of things. Agency as a whole, you know, as Nancy's mentioned, we have a specialty kind of in the cyber insurance market. Uh, as well as uh, assisting companies establish subsidiaries of um, their international companies here in the U.S. And uh, as a result of that and being in Houston, where we have a lot of uh, tech and, and energy companies, um, it's just kind of led to us hitting this mark and um, really, really honing in on the cyber coverage, which, yeah, um, as you said, you're getting inundated with. And it's it's a lot. It is. And, you know, I think I basically want to start off with, you know, explain to me, <laughs> start serious now, um, explain to me why has those questionnaires gone from like half a page that used to take me seconds to fill out to now, I mean, I think the last one that I saw was about 15 pages long. And I am, you know, it's hours upon hours now of having to fill this out. And so what is the difference? Honestly, it's been the exposure. Um, we've seen a substantial increase across the uh, across the entire insurance industry um, of these claims. It is the number one commercial claim that we are seeing, or one of the number one commercial claims that we're seeing outpacing, you know, commercial car accidents or, um, you know, fires or, or anything like that. and um, Part of that is, you know, these misinformation wars. Uh, part of that is um, foreign countries uh, that are foreign agents that are, are acting um, on behalf of a country that maybe might not be as favorable, um, combined with uh, ease of access to these tools. I mean, it used to be, uh, you know, five, ten years ago, this was like a dark web thing where you'd go online and get somebody's, you know, private information and uh, steal some social security numbers, but, but the name of the game has changed. Now it's not just 
personal information. It is let's disrupt the system. It's let's see how much you know we can steal in these um, you know, AI-driven funds transfer schemes. Um, it's about crippling infrastructure. Uh, it's just people have realized, uh, foreign governments have realized uh, what all they can do and how much people are willing to put out there on themselves. And uh, it's just a free-for-all out there right now. So carriers are really nervous and uh, trying to take every precaution they can. Yeah, you mentioned uh, offline before we started recording, uh, you called it the, the Wild West. That to me is, is interesting because it definitely feels that way, especially when we're facing you know, some of the attacks that are happening, it is, you know, and I tell this to everybody, it's, it's random, right? Like it is, there is not a single entity or organization out there that is completely safe, right? And Absolutely. so that makes it feel like the Wild West. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, it is a case of nobody is safe um, in the sense, and I don't like to, um, you know, screen the sky is falling. So uh, you know, I don't want anybody to take it take it that way. But the reality is, is that this exposure is something that affects everybody. Um, you know, small businesses may not be a direct target, but kind of consequential damage as a result of you know a larger uh, attack. Um, common thing is vendors. Uh, third-party vendors, uh, a lot of times people don't read the uh, fine print on what those vendors are fully accessing uh, on their systems. They don't um, ask questions about their vendor security. Yeah, perfect example, I guess, uh, relevant for, for my industry would be a lot of insurance carriers use third-party companies to sell co-branded merchandise. You know, if you want to get... Um, this car insurance company get a hat with with your agency's you know logo or name underneath it they use a third party for that and that third party gets breached um you know they could access my agent code um that i'm assigned it's a unique number and uh that's you know private information protected information and uh it is something that that theoretically could uh be used to compromise yeah, you know, my client. Um, so, you know, point of sale system, uh, CRM, you may not be a direct target or think that you're a, a direct target, but the vendor exposure is a huge one. The AI driven funds transfer fraud is a huge one and it affects everybody. Oh, for sure. That's, um, you know, something that we're seeing day in and day out. And like you said, I, I don't want to uh, like cause fear or panic when it comes to right. that because there's there's tools out there to to help and and that's part of what the um, insurance companies are realizing and and now I, more so enforcing than anything else um, than any other time before. So is is that something that you see happening more and more across all insurance companies and uh, you know, what was it that kind of triggered for the insurance companies to say, whoa, um, you know, there is tools out there that people need to have in place? I do think it's going to become more commonplace uh, already just, you know, less than a year ago. Um, like you said, these applications were much shorter. We still have some carriers that are, are asking, you know, maybe a, a little one page or, you know, 10 or so questions. And then we've got the 15 
15 page PDF that, uh, you know, want to discuss managed network access or crazy technical, uh, inner workings. I mean, they're, they're running these scams now of, um, networks and, and your websites and your, your ports and, uh, everything. They're checking for those SSLs. Um, I think what's really sparked it and ramped it up, uh, is the industry itself, um, you know, has had probably two major compromises. Uh, I'm not going to name names there, <laughs> but you know, you can Google them and they're, uh, they're, they're publicly out there. And the, the industry kind of realized, oh, hey, we're, we're taking these hits too, as well as these, these ransomware encounters. Um, we're seeing massive, uh, spikes in the, in the costs and the payouts on those claims. So that's causing them to be more diligent. And then also them realizing that, um, you know, you can't really just throw, you can, you can buy all the hardware and software you want, but you've got to address the human element, which is what they weren't, uh, you know, previously doing. Um, and, and that's something else that's caused a, a lot more, I guess, uh, attention to be paid by them. And I, I, I do think it's going to be a continued trend. Oh, yeah, for sure. That I'm glad that you brought that up, the human element, because that's the, the one thing, you know, on, on my side of the profession, constantly get the, well, you are in charge of our, you know, cybersecurity. So um, why didn't you put all of these things in place? And my answer is always, you know, we put the alarms you know, the alarm systems on, we put the cameras in place, we put the motion detectors in place. But if someone leaves the door open, I can't help that. <laughs> and so there's, there is Absolutely. always that, that human element to it that must be addressed. And so that's where kind of the, the education and the awareness comes into place. And I think that's why something like this, having a conversation with you, a professional that is fully aware of what is being asked of people on the insurance side of things is is great to to have as a resource because ultimately speaking you know you can put all of the technology in place uh, in order to secure it but we are fighting and it is a fight um, a, a continuous mm -hmm. back and forth of uh, security rules and protocols um, get us to a certain point and then the bad actors find another way and so it's a continuous cat and mouse game ultimately Absolutely. and then for for the um you know in case something happens that's where insurance comes into play right absolutely and the industry has been really good about providing tools to their clients to their insureds um and to uh, us as agents you know, now there's entire, you know, PR and legal teams, uh, on standby that they're, they're, they're calling these incident response teams. There's, you know, pre-claim, uh, notification groups that you can do. You can, you can ask your carrier to scan your system for a vulnerability these days. There is a whole host of tools available for a breach and, and for, for mitigating the, these, uh, these attacks or these encounters that we're seeing. Um, and ultimately what I'm trying to do here is uh, kind of spread an awareness and, uh, of that, of those tools, those resources are there. It doesn't have to be overwhelming or terrifying or, or any of those negative things. But uh, ultimately I think if people can address it by just surrounding themselves with the right professionals, you know, 
good managed service providers, <laughs> good technology service providers uh, like you guys, you know, good uh, insurance agents, um, good attorneys. You know, it's just it's, it's kind of all comes down to surround, making sure that you're surrounding yourself with the right people to address these things. No, I couldn't agree more with that. You know, now that we've touched base on, uh, I think, some of the most important aspects of um, all of this uh, cyber liability and cybersecurity and, and these kinds of things, uh, or we've talked about, you know, nobody in particular is safe. Um, you know, whether you're targeted or not, it doesn't mean that you're not vulnerable. And so um, we've talked about that there's tools out there in order to help uh, companies kind of understand where their standpoint is. And so I want to kind of jump into, uh, and we've talked about no fear tactics or whatever, but I promise, I promise you that I will balance this out. So can you tell me a like worst, like worst case story um, that you have encountered to date? I have been pretty lucky that most of our, you know, existing customers that they face large you know, cyber risks are extremely good at what they do and know the um, behaviors and steps uh, internally that they need to take. The worst thing that we are seeing right now, though, is the funds transfer fraud. Um, again, you know, you, you used to get the whole, oh, I'm a, a prince from some foreign country uh i just need to 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 transfer you a hundred thousand dollars to hold in your account and, you know the obvious scam now these things are ai driven and they are you know scooping email addresses uh they are you know recognizing speech or text patterns from uh officers within companies and and duplicating that um i've i've had a, a personal encounter where you know they they went as far as uh mimicking a phone uh, number and texting someone that I, I know during the scope of their work and making it look like it was for their or from their boss instructing them to do something within their normal scope of work. Um, you know, it's, it's really the funds transfer fraud right now is, is a huge one. Uh, Those get really sophisticated. Um, you know, I've, I've seen where uh, a new CFO started and, you know, of course, as anyone would do when they're excited to start a new job, they go and post it on LinkedIn. And, and from there, it, the attack, ultimately speaking, starts if they hadn't already been watching, uh, ultimately, mm -hmm. where, you know, they take conversations between the CEO and the brand new CFO and completely take over the conversation, delete any uh, traces of the conversation so that the, let's say the CEO is completely unaware, but the CFO is following instructions and, you know, sends a bonus check to, uh, you know, somewhere else where it wasn't supposed to go. So, yeah, it was, it's crazy how the social engineering aspect of it has gotten uh, pretty sophisticated. It absolutely has to the point that there are actually now sub-limited coverages specifically for social engineering and, and funds transfer fraud. So, you know, something that a lot of people are missing on this cyber coverage, it, it, it's really two things. One, they purchase the cyber coverage not realizing they've only got liability insurance for if they, um, you know, something happens and, and affects a client and they don't carry it for a situation that is internal. Um, and then, uh, you know, that, that's, that's a big one. And then 
two, just um, they don't realize that, okay, my policy says I've got a million dollar cyber insurance, but they don't read the fine print where it says social engineering, funds transfer, $100,000 limit. Uh, it's such a prevalent problem that carriers are now sublimiting that coverage under what the you know, full policy limits may be. And, and the funds transfer fraud, uh, specifically, the solution is so simple uh, for it. If you get an email saying that send somebody money, go verbally confirm it with the person you got that email from, shoot them a call, walk up from your desk. Uh, it sounds ridiculous, but that is the most common solution that uh, or recommendation that we get from carriers uh, and starting to be on those 15 page you know, questionnaires. You know, do you verbally confirm all you know, wire transfers or funds transfer notices, or do you have more than one person to approve this? Those are very, very good tips. Um, and surprisingly, we don't think about them at first because we're so used to now having all sorts of electronic communication. You know, it's it's email, it's Slack, it's Teams, it's it's all of these other ways of communicating. It's text. So a voice confirmation is is something that, you know, we, we kind of have to go backwards sometimes in order to go forward. So uh, for sure, that's that's one way to, to go about it. But, you know, then there's like someone like me who's an introvert and I hate talking on the phone. <laughs> so I would definitely have trouble with that, but I would do it. <laughs> When there's tens of thousands of dollars, you know, potentially on the line, it's, it's definitely a good motivator. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Pick up the phone, you know, introvert or not, <laughs> just pick up the phone. It's going to be the easiest way. Oh, now that we, we heard the worst case, what is, tell me a best case, you know, like a happy story with, with a happy ending. <laughs> to me, a happy ending is uh, you get a, a flat renewal. You don't see a spike in your premium next year. I mean, um that's the happy story for me. We've we've not had any um, breaches or anything like that or suspected breaches, at least in our agency, that ended up being nothing or uh, ended up being a quick resolution because I mean, we've just been fortunate that most of our clients are, are pretty savvy in this already. That, so, so saving everybody money or knowing that we've got um, good tools in place and, uh, you know, good vendors, good, uh, you know, referral partners in place, that's that's the happy uh, ending for me is sending a client on their way, knowing that we've got them all the coverage connected with the right people and uh, that they're not terrified to look at their bank account afterwards. That's true. I, I have to admit. Um, so that surprised me a little bit, uh, but I'm glad that that was the best case for you because it did remind me of uh, one of the one of the many uh, now questionnaires that we filled out for this client, uh, they came back and they said, hey, guess what? Because of everything that we are implementing, they've increased the increased the coverage for them. And so I didn't even realize, like you were saying earlier, that there's uh, different uh, coverage limits and things like that. So it was excellent mm -hmm. to have that limit be raised all because of the things that they were implementing and, and that kind of thing. So um, that was definitely a good feeling. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's definitely kind of a crushing one when, um, you know, somebody doesn't necessarily have the tools or the, the safeguards in place that you know that they should have. 
uh, or the basic tools that, that you know are, are easily implemented, and then you can't uh, offer them you know the most favorable terms. And it, it's hard because uh, you know in those cases sometimes uh, we're just the messenger. You know, we uh, we take your information, we make our best recommendations that we can. We we bridge this to the carriers, and and we really try to go to bat for for our clients, but. If the if the safeguards aren't in place, if the risk management isn't in place, and and the client's not willing to meet halfway on any of it, um, you know, it it can be a little crushing and and, and defeating sometimes because you want to do more for them and and you know what uh, what you're capable of doing and what they could have with just a little more uh, push forward. I I completely understand that because we go through the same thing on on our end when. You know, recommendations are given um, you know, for security reasons, and uh, you know they they're refused, or um, they find different alternatives, and those alternatives aren't necessarily the same. So that that is um, disheartening sometimes, but we can only do what we can do, right? And I feel like uh, when it comes to the insurance, especially the insurance uh, industry, you guys have had it rough for years now. <laughs> it's a tough time um, all around, you know, specifically with, with us being in Houston uh, and having the the kind of hurricane exposures already um, since Harvey, you know, that, that made the personal lines market kind of tough. And then now COVID and uh, the you know, explosion of this cyber risk uh, and cyber losses happening is, has definitely made the market tougher but it's not impossible um it's really not it doesn't need to be as daunting as it can seem again it, it to me just comes down to surrounding yourself with the right people on um, yeah we definitely have those days where i just take a deep sigh <laughs> as, as i get up from the desk or shut the computer down but honestly it really doesn't need to be as scary as it sounds as long as uh i feel that I, i've built a, a solid connection with somebody or rapport with them uh we usually everybody leaves feeling pretty happy and it helps to enjoy uh, this I'm I probably have some kind of psychosis for being able to say that I <laughs> enjoy uh, insurance, but um, the reality is so it you know it's so much more than than just uh, selling you know home and auto stuff. We're again we're we're really doing uh, almost risk management for for clients or small business consulting in a sense for for a lot of these clients. I mean, you're a lifesaver in in a lot of situations. You know, if it wasn't for Having these insurance policies in place, a lot of small businesses would go out of business, um, you know, without that protection. So, I feel like you're definitely a lifesaver, and, and maybe insurance um, people don't hear that very often, but I definitely appreciate you guys. <laughs> and oh, I um, absolutely appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I I can't tell you. Um, I can tell you actually how I've been saved by insurance previously, and, and it's not in uh, business or, or uh, anything like that in a personal sense, but whereas I used to be sour, <laughs> it's the best way to say it, sour at every renewal, because those costs just go up and up and up. Um, I can say, because I've used it um, and it was there when I needed it, I, I definitely appreciate it. And now I see it completely differently when I am looking at it in the sense of the cyber insurance, because for me to be able to, or to tell somebody like, hey, um, 
not only were your systems attacked, but you didn't have something in place. And now you have to start over completely and you had no insurance. Uh, so what is a business to do at that point? I mean, that is, it is crushing. It is soul crushing uh, when something like that happens. And so I'm, I'm glad that beyond the security protocols and the tools and everything that people can put in place, there is now this um, cushion, ultimately speaking, your last resort, you don't want to get to it, but it's there if you need it, as long as you do all the right things beforehand. Absolutely. And, and, you know, people don't, they, you know, they, they hear cyber insurance and, and, and they don't necessarily understand how much cushion, you know, is, is actually there in the coverages. You know, there, there's things like credit monitoring services that, that they could be held liable, you know, to, to provide credit monitoring services for their clients for a year. And if, uh, you know, you're a small, uh, CPA, but a small CPA still have, you know, has a, a couple hundred clients, um, even a couple dozen, that's, that's expensive. Um, data recovery efforts, reputational management. You might think my small business doesn't need to uh, worry about its PR, but you know you absolutely do, <laughs> especially in the age of social media. You know, there's things like just how how you go about notifying people of this uh, of this loss, notifying your customer base. All of that stuff is is something that's covered through your insurance if you have it written the way that it needs to be, which is not it, it it doesn't it's not very it doesn't need to be very daunting i promise so, <laughs> you keep saying that i'm i'm gonna start to believe you <laughs> it doesn't have to be daunting <laughs> and i tell people that the very same thing about their cybersecurity. it does not have to be daunting it is 100 manageable um and so that i think leads me to the not that this conversation wasn't fun, but we both know technology <laughs> and insurance, sometimes it can get a little boring. So we're going to liven things up and we're going to play a little game because everybody knows I love to play some games here. <laughs> Are you ready, Jeremy? Oh, born ready. <laughs> oh, good answer. <laughs> I don't even think we need a yeah, drum roll for that. <laughs> I just hope I don't regret that answer in a second. <laughs> All right. So we're going to play a little game of fact or fiction. So I am going to say a statement and you are going to say whether it is fact or fiction. And if you want to add a little bit to it, uh, feel free, because I think it's a learning lesson for all of us. So here we go. Awesome. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, cyber liability claims are being denied. That is a fact. Yeah. Unfortunately, that, that's a fact. If you say you're doing something on an application and then you're not doing said thing, that is, you know, a, a misrepresentation to the carrier and grounds for them to deny coverage. Managed IT definitely comes in handy because then you've got a verifiable record of what you are and aren't doing. So that's where these scans are also coming into play. So unfortunately, that's that. Ooh, okay. Let's see here. Hopefully they're not all as heavy, right? Um, premiums go up depending on risk. Absolutely. Uh, that is that is a fact. You know, of course, if you're a data aggregator, 
doing software as a service or if you've got some uh, automation technology for like a infrastructure then yeah you're absolutely going to be much much higher risk than just your standard uh you know small small office or if you handle you know private information you're going to be of individuals you're going to be a higher risk than you know if you're just a restaurant who takes payments online or works with uber eats all right uh so the next one your business liability covers your cyber liability subjective <laughs> Fact and fiction, it, it, both, it can. Um, this is where know, finding somebody that knows the coverage is important. Cyber insurance can really kind of refer to, to one of three or four different types of different policies. Some carriers are adding it into packages for small businesses, and some are running for the hill and only offering standalone supplemental options. But again, there's the great thing about the independent market is that there's pretty much always a solution. Nice. There are businesses being denied coverage at all. I, yeah, I would say that's fiction. There are so many. I mean, if you can be sued for it or you can buy it, you can pretty much insure it. And yeah, it may be difficult. Uh, you know, we get some really weird companies referred over to us sometimes. And uh, I've never been flat out denied at every single turn. Uh, it may be hard. It may not be what you necessarily wanted premium wise, but uh it's I, I'd say it's fiction that there are companies, you know, flat out being denied for coverage uh without some kind of extenuating circumstance. Maybe they already had a breach and now they want it after the fact. Ooh, that was gonna be my next <laughs> point. Um, yeah, so previous experience of breaches is a reason to be denied. And so you've answered that one. Um yeah, so it, it is, that is true, but it's, it, it, there's so much that's subjective here. You know, it's, it's how recent was the breach? Have you shown that you've implemented solutions so that it doesn't happen again? Is there proof that you can provide of this? Um, is the, the insurance carrier going to face uh, an exposure for something that happened prior to you? You know, are they going to be held liable for a claim that happened previously you know, uh, before they put coverage in effect? You know, and, and those would all be grounds for them denying coverage uh, based on a previous claim or incident. All right. Uh, last one. Premiums go down often with the right security in place. Um. We're starting to see, I'll, I'll say, and that's, that's A and B. If you've got the right people around you or the right vendors around you, then that absolutely can be the case. But it's not often. We're, we're trying to make it the norm. Uh, I personally am trying to make it, you know, the norm for, for at least our insured. Uh, but it, it's not 100%. Uh, it, it's about 50-50 there. All right. All right. So good deal. That was a fun game, <laughs> especially when it comes to insurance. Uh. I think you said it at some point in time, you know, there's a lot of misinformation and, and that kind of thing. So that's one thing that I want to make sure everybody walks away with the, the right facts um, from this and uh, to you know, know that it doesn't have to be hectic. It doesn't have to be scary. Um, like you've said plenty of times, Jeremy, having the right people in place is probably going to be the most valuable thing that a business owner can have. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I personally uh, have been, you know, kind of bad about this in the past. Uh, a, a very uh, why, why do I need help if I think I can do this or can I do this first myself? Uh, 
you know, I I was the the office IT before you guys, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, came on, and um, I was very bullheaded. Most most of us that are business owners, yeah, for sure, <laughs> stubborn. Yeah, but uh, no, it's it, it's indispensable, uh, you know, tool to me now, and a huge weight uh, just to have the right, you know, technology providers and vendors uh, in in place. So huge proponent of finding professionals and uh, letting them do what they do best. Yes, exactly, exactly. So uh, make sure you do that folks with your IT and with your insurance, make sure you have the right agents in your corner as well as you know all the other folks that it takes to help you run and grow your business. Thank you very much, Jeremy, for joining me on this episode. Um, I am sure that everybody's heads are just exploding with all this information that they've gotten from you. So <laughs> I really appreciate it <laughs> in a good way, not, <laughs> not in a bad way. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's like, I need to re-listen to this episode and take notes. Okay. That's, that's what I'm thinking is happening. But again, thank you so much for joining us. And if anybody wanted to reach out to you and ask you some questions or get more information from you, where could they reach you? Um, our website is, is going to be the best and, and easiest way. It's TMI, so Trademark Insurance, so PCA, so TMIPCA.com. Yeah, that's, that's probably the easiest way for anybody to get in touch with me. Perfect. All right. So we'll include this also in the show notes. That way everybody um, has it. Again, if you are a business owner and you have dealt with an issue or are dealing with an issue when it comes to cybersecurity and cybersecurity insurance, hey, this episode is great. And if you have friends that are going through the same thing, make sure you like it and share it so that they can also listen to it. Again, Jeremy, my guest here uh, from Trademark Insurance, great having you and um, people will see you next time. This episode was brought to you by Synetic Solutions. We are a managed service provider delivering proactive, fast, and reliable IT department to difference-making companies. Thank you for sharing this time with us. We hope you were able to get some juicy, helpful tips or some nuggets that got you thinking. If you want to connect between episodes, contact us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you enjoy this episode, share it with a friend. 